Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. On today's show, we'll be mostly talking about the uh, most recent uh, Chiefs victory in the NFL's Super Bowl 58. Uh, and we'll end up wrapping up our season-long betting competition. And uh, yeah, I think that's mostly what we're going to be talking about today's show anyway. Uh, Mike, uh, I, we're in a pretty amazing position here as Chiefs fans. It's our our hometown team, KC Chiefs. Now, uh, after a thrilling overtime victory against the San Francisco 49ers, now have won three Super Bowls in four trips over the last five seasons. Uh, at what point did you think that you were going to be able to talk about this like that? Like, was it uh, uh, as a child, you like envisioned the team eventually mm -hmm. becoming a, a great success and a possible dynasty? Or was it not even maybe even until after Hardman reeled in that last catch in the end zone that you, you know, like thought they actually had it? Or did, or did you even know at that point, like maybe McCole Hardman did not even realize that the game was sealed? <laughs> I Yeah, at that point when Hardman caught it, I was looking for a flag. Like I thought yeah. it was, I thought there was probably going to be something that would take it back. Yeah. And, so I'm never, I'm always a little reticent about cheering when something good happens because I think, you know, especially this year, so many bad things, so many good plays have been taken away via penalty. Yeah. Uh, there was, you know, the, even, you know, the Rice touchdown against Baltimore, the, of course, the uh, Buffalo Kadarius Tony offsides call there have been a lot of those plays this year and mm -hmm. you knows there could have been a penalty somewhere that was called on on the Hardman play but I as a I never as a kid really you know I, I always thought the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl at some point but I was never really I don't know it was never I was never expecting them to win it every year or be in the contention every year so like this guess I, I thought of it as a possibility when the Chiefs actually, when they beat the Ravens, when they actually made the Super Bowl, yeah. and I thought and I thought about it, that they could win this year, and now I guess you know it's possible they could win next year if they win Super Bowl Fifty Nine. Super Bowl Licks is what I uh, think it should be called because L I X. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Instead of L, no, it's been L V I I I I. Uh, this Super Bowl it's a little harder to pronounce, but Super Bowl Licks I think uh, is what people are going to be calling it. Yeah. So if they start to talk to that, you've heard, you heard it here first. Uh, but um, you know, the three-peat would be, I think, the biggest thing because no no team has ever done that. I don't think the Chiefs probably will either, but it's it just, just just based on history and just based on how lucky. In some ways, it was how lucky it was, the Chiefs were to win this game, how lucky they maybe they were to win the uh, Philadelphia game, maybe even how lucky they were to win the first uh, San Francisco game where they could have lost all three of those games. You know, they could easily be 0-4. They could actually easily have not made um, two or three of these Super Bowls either because the yeah. AFC Championship games were so uh, so tight. And so it's, it's just this razor-thin margin and some team has to win. It seems like the coin keeps coming up um, with an arrowhead on it uh, rather than the other side. But I, and I, I don't know if that's because of Mahomes or if it is just kind of, you know, once it get 
you know, to this level, everything's just so razor thin. It does, it really is more of a coin flip than anything. Um, you know, it's only one game. So it's not, you know, it's not like this, you know, even when the Royals won the World Series, you know, you have the seven game series, mm-hmm. one bad game, two bad games here and there, you could weather and still win. Um, and in the, this, you can really, it's in the, in the Super Bowl, it's, you know, you you can, maybe weather one bad quarter but that's about you know it's it's you maybe have, a half maybe a half the chiefs first half wasn't so great but they were at least within seven mm-hmm. um they didn't play that well much of the second half either it was really only after the um after maybe after the punt miss miscue by the 49ers that the offense started to maybe move it with regularity and they still had to settle for field goals on, on a lot of their drives. So it was, it was, was just a, the story of the season though, too, was the yeah. settling for field goals. So that wasn't really new. It was yeah. no, fortunately Bucker was so good this year. Last year, he wasn't as good. Uh, so the, the chiefs needed to score more touchdowns last year because Bucker was a little less reliable this year. He was lights out um you know 50 57 yard field goal and it, and it would have been good from longer but it was that it was it was a low it, just, it was that, a dicey snap it didn't look like the holder was going to be able to get it down and it was the very much last second getting it to the turf before yeah like, it was there and he the really just kind of lasered it uh low and fortunately it wasn't blocked like the uh extra point was uh for for the uh for the 49ers uh when they went uh went ahead in the in the, in the fourth was it the late third quarter or fourth quarter when it was blocked I can't it was towards the end of the game yeah, um, maybe early fourth I'm not sure yeah. and yeah it was amazing there it seemed like there were also a lot of bad snaps on, the on both teams had difficulty with the with snaps yeah, Humphrey had, low, yeah. Humphrey had a lot of low snaps. Yeah. And then it looks like Winchester maybe had a hot couple of high snaps on the on the field on the field goal tries, but the formerly maligned Tommy Townsend, who remember that well, he was blamed last year for Butker's uh kicking woes uh somewhat. He said he was wasn't a good holder. Do you remember that uh controversy? I do uh, not remember that, yeah. I think it was Dustin Colquitt, the f- previous putter, said that his holding was was below par or something like that. Sub-par. But yeah, wow, it was uh, early fourth quarter when the missed extra point happened. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, but it was just you know that one point made a huge difference because the Chiefs could tie the game with a you know field goal rather than rather than needing a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe they could have scored a touchdown, but. It's um yeah. yeah so this... I wondered if they might have enough time for one more play, one more shot at the end zone, because I think there were ten seconds on the clock. They took a four second, you know, quick shot at the end zone, but there were still six seconds remaining. It seemed like they could probably do that again mm-hmm. if it was the same type of play. It's either there or yeah. and then and then kick the extra and then kick I... the field goal if they needed to, but I guess at that point you feel like, well, we're going to overtime and we feel like we're doing better in the second half than the 49ers are we are maybe gaining strength there losing strength so in the way the new overtime is set up both teams get the ball even if another team scores a touchdown so we feel like well we'll be able to beat them in overtime if we can make it to overtime so let's not risk you know 
you know, throwing an interception because Mahomes did throw one earlier. Um, you know, something or or you know, or you know, a receiver dropping the ball into, you know, you know, it's not just Kadarius Tony that had trouble with, with drops. Uh, you know, something worse could have happened. So I think kicking it and then having the three seconds uh left. Also because uh that turned out to be good for uh some betters out there like like me uh because uh it led to a brock purdy kneel down uh and uh, kept him under his yards we'll talk about the betting a little bit later i didn't just keep him under it brought him under brought it back under because yeah. he was over at 13 of the 12 and a half point line yes yeah um, so. and and i believe that it's something that you even mentioned in our betting preview last week was worried I, worrying about kneel downs at the end. I of, was worried about kneel downs, halves, possibly af- affecting that type of, uh, you know, that type of bet. So yeah, kneel downs and, can be. And you took the under and seem, you know, very prophetic yeah. in, your, in your statement there. I did pretty well on some of those over unders and things like that. I the yeah, um, you killed it on the over unders. Yeah, but um, it was you know you could tell the again Vegas is really good at setting those lines with the, because they get so close, but. Um, but yeah, the Chiefs. I don't. I what? So when you saw the when you when the game was over, were you excited? Were you happy? Were you relieved? What 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 is your what is your feeling? Uh, I think it was mostly relief. It was a really tense game, and I know I like I you know would look down at my at my watch every once in a while just to see what my heart rate was, and it was a uh, it was elevated for basically the entire. Yeah, as a was fan, it, was it more um, tense or less tense than the Eagles Super Bowl? I, I guess they were pretty close. I don't know this one. I don't know for some reason I seem more nervous about this one even than the Eagles game. They seemed like they kept coming back in previous games. This year they just didn't have it quite. They hadn't synced all the way this year, so it seemed like this was like a little harder. The team was better last year somehow, even though it was a lot, a lot of the same players. The, yeah. the offense was better. Offense is better. This year, the defense is so, a, so strong. Yeah, the defense was really good. But the offense, you think, well, you know, you don't know if Mahomes could come back because a lot of those games in the regular season, he had chances to come back and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Whether it was mostly, it seemed like it was because of drops or, you know, miss, you know, the like, you know, Tony penalty or, or little things like that but it was yeah i was i was i was more relieved i think i've i think my feelings for both of the last two super bowls have been more relief than anything else because the games were so close and yeah. it wasn't like because i think when the one when the first one i was i didn't think they were going to win for sure and then they won and i was really happy about it mm-hmm. uh, against the 49ers because they came back and they and they ended up winning comfortably, even though it they were losing by you know ten, you know five minutes earlier than they were winning by eleven. Uh, so it was an easy victory. You know, like it was the first one, and you feel happy about it. And and then a couple of years, and then you know I felt good going into the Tampa Bay game because I thought the Chiefs the Chiefs rolled the the, the uh, Buccaneers during the regular season. I thought they'd do it again, but that turned out just to be awful. There were too many injuries, and the Buccaneers figured out in some ways how to play. Uh, the Chiefs also some drops and things like that that when nobody was helping Mahomes. 
this year it seems like nobody was helping Mahomes either, but maybe Mahomes has learned how to play when his receivers aren't always helping him or something like that. He's he's figured it out. Well, may, there may be, you know, a postseason sort of aspect to it too, where in the regular season Mahomes may not be as willing to take a, a hit after a long run or or uh you know fight for that extra yard or two as much in the regular season but when it's that you know win or go home scenario he does seem to be more than willing to put himself on the line and you know get some of those fourth down third down you know late runs fourth down runs sort of to like you know extend the game and keep the possession yeah i when i didn't realize that mahomes was at like he had three i think 333 yards passing and 66 yards rushing so 399 total yards of offense for you know that's a lot especially in a game where it seems like it's a defensive game mostly this was really uh and then that last drive mahomes just you know ran it when he needed to on fourth you know the chiefs hadn't been calling fourth down quarterback runs for the last few few years because of mm-hmm. uh, the injury that Mahomes had in the quarterback sneak against Denver when he dislocated his kneecap or some of the runs when he had I think it was again was that um who was that game it was against uh I guess Cleveland was it Cleveland in the playoff game when he went out and mm-hmm. they had um Henning uh Henning come in yeah um, the the weird concussion or choke incident yeah where he was just like and then like it turned out that that was the year also that he had like like a turf toe injury where he needed surgery after the year uh and so maybe that's why he couldn't really do a lot as much against the buccaneers in the super bowl when he was being chased all the time he couldn't yeah run it he just kind of had to mobile yeah yeah um but but this year he seems like you know even last year he wasn't he wasn't 100 healthy I think um, the Chiefs wouldn't wouldn't have won if he had not been 100% healthy this time. I think uh, he was able to get a couple of scrambles, but I think he was much more natural running the ball because you know he was his ankle was feeling good this year. So and I, and I don't and I'm not yeah I'm not sure they could have would have called some of those some of those option plays uh, had his um, you know had his had had he not been 100% healthy so yeah this was a this was a really close game um and, and San Francisco's defense really stepped up from what they had looked like in the previous games of the playoffs so uh I think they they have been challenged by their own like coaching staff and offense to to step up and they certainly did it was a yeah tough gritty game especially in the first half uh, where yards were hard to come by um, you know, it became yeah more of a possession game than what we've seen most of these teams either play. Yeah, the playoffs anyway. Yeah, this was the 49ers. This was like the 49ers defense that was advertised at the beginning of the season and, and was like played against the Chiefs a few years ago. It was that tough kind of uh defense with a you know really good defensive line, really good linebacker play. Um and they did, and they kind of fell back into that this year. Uh, yeah. The Super Bowl, um, and they felt had fallen out of it, uh, especially during the latter part of the regular season. Um, and and most of the playoff games too, like they really struggled to keep teams off the board, even in 
mm-hmm. in all of the playoff games, really. And they were, in, in some ways, they were a big second half team. And, and the Chiefs were this, in this game, the Chiefs were the second half team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 49ers got, had the faster start. Um, you know, I guess neither team had a really fast start because it was 0 0 after the first quarter. But, um, and that, they, and that played into, uh, one of my bets. Also, yes. The scoreless quarter. Yeah. But it was, yeah, points were hard to come by because, you know, the, the Chiefs only before the Hardman touchdown at the end, the Chiefs only touchdown was was on was on the heels, literally and figuratively, of that punt that hit the uh, hit the Forty ers guy like in the in the back of the leg. Um, I when I saw it first, I thought, "What is Ray Ray McLeod doing? Why is he trying to get the ball when he said to clear away?" But it turns right. out he was just trying to fix an error, and it wasn't his fault that he couldn't come up with it. Yeah, because uh, I think he tried to warn the upbacks that the ball was short because he was pointing, yeah, you know, forward towards the ball like to like clear out. But I think it was probably too yeah. late. Probably that was just yeah, that was just there. really bad luck on the 49ers part. But that with that yeah. touchdown, that touch that pass to Marcus Valdez-Scantling, that was the only one the Chiefs scored in, um, you know, in regulation. Right. And then you know the touchdowns for. Uh, the 49ers, one of them was on a trick play. So, like, there weren't a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, Juwan and Alexander throw. There weren't a lot of easy points to be scored by either team. It was mostly field goals. And in some cases, pretty long field goals because three of them were over 50 yards. And um, that played into one of your bets then, right, too? Yes, it did. It did. It did. Uh, the distance the on the field goals. The long field goals. Yeah, oh, yeah I was thinking – if they're going to go, because I think I was thinking, well, if they're going to go for field goals, they're going to they're going to go for long ones because if they're a little closer, they're going to go for it on fourth down more. And so, yes. so I was thinking longer field goals were going to be the were the um, would uh, rule the day. But the yeah, this was a a really tough game. I I would feel awful if I was a 49ers fan losing twice to the Chiefs in kind of heartbreaking fashion each time. Uh, which game? Which game would if you were a Forty ers fan? Which which would game would you feel worse about? This one or uh, the one four years ago? Uh I think this one. I think it'd have to be this one. Like they, you know, the last game ended up being, you know, a, a, a wider spread at least in the final score. Where this one, they had the lead in the overtime, and they they could have closed out the game with basically you know several different points along the way if they'd stopped on the fourth down attempt or, you know, stuffed, uh, you know, any of the plays earlier to like, you know, prevent the field goal or got a hand on the field goal. Like there were lots of things they could have done to end the game immediately. Um, but yeah, so I think that, and, and then recency bias too, like the most recent thing that happened is frequently I, yeah. feel more strongly about. And I, I would, I would assume this one would be. I think coming up short a second time is worse yeah. than now this is three Super Bowls in the last dozen or so years that the 49ers have been in. They haven't won. They lost one to the Ravens, and then they lost these last two to the Chiefs. Um, yeah, so... Uh, did, did you notice that the um, final play uh, for, uh, to Hardman was nearly the same play that was run twice in the previous Super Bowl that won yeah. in the game to Sky Moore and to uh, Kadarius Tony. I didn't notice it when it was live. 
Yeah, because it was it was it was a corn dog style of play, but it was more jumbled up than the corn dog plays had been yeah. uh, against Philadelphia, where it was like oh, just a you just had a receiver out wide and then running inside and then running out. Where this one, there were multiple guys on that side, and it was a little bit. Um, it was it was like an option play, I think, that had that as as one of the options. And it, yeah, because um, it looked like Mahomes may just take off with it, but or you could throw like shovel yeah. to Kelsey and, and like which back is what back. they usually do. The way. Um, and it looked like that's what and it looked like that's what the Forty um, ers defense was preparing for. They were kind of crashing into the middle because that's what the Chiefs like to do those sh- uh, shovel passes in the. Uh, inside the five yard line a lot, uh, but this one, fortunately, they went outside, and, and yeah, Hardman was not as wide open as Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore were last year, but was pretty wide open and pretty open, yeah. And yeah, that was a big, yeah, that was a big play. And like I said, I, I was, I when when he first caught it, I thought yeah, everybody's cheering, but I was like, I was waiting just to make sure there was no. <laughs> Hold on, just a second. Let's make sure there's no flags. Okay, now we can celebrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, <laughs> But uh, also in the overtime, one of the controversial maybe decisions was that um, the 49ers, they won the toss, and they decided to go first in overtime. And it turns out, like, did you hear that uh, it turns out that some of the 49ers apparently did not know the new overtime rules uh, very mm. well. And, um, you know, but the uh, did you think that it was an error for the 49ers to receive the kickoff first and, and try to... Uh, get the ball first because Shanahan said, "Well, if we get the ball first, if there's a tie after, we get the ball third, and that will be right. the actual sudden death." It made some sense, but do you think yeah. that uh, they did the right thing there? I think maybe the maybe the bigger factor may have just been because their defense had been on the field for quite a long time at the end of the fourth quarter. That maybe taking the ball first gives their defense a chance to rest a bit too, so oh. they, um, you know, maybe are fresher, have a better chance to stop the Chiefs. So like I could see it from that angle too. So I don't think it was the wrong choice, but uh, especially considering the defense had just been on the field for so long. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. still. I mean, I don't. I don't know that there's really that big of an advantage to going first versus second. I mean, you well, know guess... what other team did, so you know yeah. what you have to do. But they can still stop you from doing that. So it's. I don't yeah. know. I think it's a it's an it's a mindset thing that you know if you've got it you know you want to do this thing and and the other guy gets it then you want to take it whatever they want to do you want to do the opposite and that's yeah. why. But I I was actually a little surprised the 49ers went for the field goal and didn't go for it uh, on fourth because they went for it earlier in the fourth quarter uh, in the fourth quarter when you know there was like fourth and three or something like that from the ten they could have kicked a field goal to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And they decided to go for it to go for the win, go for the lead. Yeah. That was that was the touchdown that uh, Jawan Jennings caught. Um, mm-hmm. He caught a touchdown and threw a touchdown that game. Um, but maybe would you would you have just gone for it and then pin try try to uh, uh, you know uh, pin pin them back uh, farther and then they'd still have to get a field goal. But maybe but maybe that you think the Chiefs wouldn't be as urgent to go for it on fourth down and they might punt it away thinking oh we can stop them uh, yeah i I mean i was probably more surprised that they that the 49ers went so slowly and took over half the quarter of the you know the overtime period to drive down to only (laughs) settle for a field goal 
that's what oh. that's what I thought was maybe more surprising was that they that they you know didn't move the ball very quickly. It was very slow, very methodical, very time consuming. Well, it turns out that the, the clock doesn't really matter in overtime, which is something I didn't really realize. I don't think at the time was that the second that both teams are guaranteed two full possessions. So even if the quarter ended, they yeah, the still would have, would have continued the second possession if the Chiefs yeah. had not finished mm-hmm. their possession. That's what I didn't I didn't realize that until late in that period yeah then i mean hopefully they they knew what they were doing but uh i mean they still managed to score inside well the chiefs did maybe the 49ers didn't that might have been another reason that the 49ers were a little bit maybe discombobulated on the last play was they were thinking the chiefs were gonna have to call a timeout because it was almost the end of that quarter and uh the chiefs decided to run it i think they scored the scored when it was there was three seconds yeah, just a couple of seconds left. Three seconds left or something like that. And, you know, I guess the only thing that would have happened is the Chiefs just would have gone all the way down to the other end. Um, and they would have, I think they would have switched ends like they do in mm-hmm. normal quarters. But, yeah, right. it was, um, yeah, so this overtime was just like playing another game and that was sort of southern death, sudden death. Once but if, they wanted, if they wanted the ball first and third, they need to leave themselves enough time for that third possession. <laughs> well, if they think if that's how they think that think that think that it happened, I, I don't think Shane. Yeah. I think Shanahan probably knew what was going on, but I'm not sure his players. It's from what it sounded like. It's not. I'm not sure his players did. It seemed like the Chiefs. Yeah. Were... I think his reasoning should have been about giving his defense a little bit of a more of a break. Was probably what they were thinking because they were. I guess that last possession wasn't that long. It was only the two minute warning, but but still. But they were just—they were still probably gassed. It's just it was a pressure situation, and yeah, in the in that second half, the Chiefs were moving the ball pretty much every possession on them. So yeah, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was a uh, really really close uh, close close game. Uh, a lot of celebrities in attendance. Uh, you see uh, Paul McCartney uh, meeting. Uh, uh, Jason Kelsey, I no, I didn't see that. No, they were they were the same. Paul McCartney went to see Taylor Swift, so I assume Jason Kelsey was he was in the same same uh, suite. Yeah. I assume he, yes. he met Paul McCartney. Uh, nice. But... <laughs> did, he, did he intercept Paul McCartney on the way to Taylor Swift? Is that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I I'm just I'm just guessing. Maybe maybe what happened. I'm just thinking of the. Hopefully, of... hopefully that's what happened though. Like that's that, yeah. that's how it would be described in the in the write up. Yeah, Jason Kelsey was was very enthused about the. Did you, did you notice that his wife was not as enthused about the Chiefs? She didn't when she she did not have any Chiefs apparel no. on. Yeah, she only had University of Cincinnati, which which had which was red uh, clothing on, which is where the Kelsey's Kelsey brothers went to college. I'm not sure that's where where Kylie Kelsey went or not, but not sure. um, uh, but yeah, she did. She was, but uh, Jason Kelsey was wearing you know Chiefs overalls and a. Travis Kelsey Chiefs, you know, big, you know, big Yeti or whatever his uh, nickname, yes. uh, shirt, and he had like a Luchador uh, mask that he wore after the ga- game. <laughs> right. <laughs> he seemed to enjoy the Chiefs' victory almost as much, maybe more than some of the uh, Chiefs players. He was that, I guess, happy for Travis, which is which is pretty nice. Um, but yeah, I thought that I, I thought that uh, before the game was funny with when uh, the Luchador mask. Yeah, when Kylie Kelsey, would, she wasn't wearing any Chiefs paraphernalia. Just, yeah. just 
red cloak. It, it, it was a little bit like uh, the people that you dislike at the Royals games when they wear KU uh, outfits, which is blue, but it's not uh, Royals related. And, and yeah, it's you, don't, you don't care for that. Yeah. And at Super Bowl, though, it's more of a fashion show for some people than it is for a. I mean, that's it's like some people may have tickets for the game that don't represent either of the teams, but yeah. there should be local people there also, in theory, mm-hmm. that they're not going to be Chiefs fans, but they're probably Wayne, not. Wayne Newton was there, so he's a local. I saw yeah. him in, in the uh, in the crowd. Um, <laughs> big celebrity crowd, but, as usual. Did you spend more of the game looking for celebrity sightings than watching for the uh, plays on the field, or...? No, I well, I I wasn't. No, I I was. Did you have a drinking game for uh, which celebrity would be on? No, unfortunately, no. I didn't have. Any, I just uh, I was drinking a few beers, but I did not have a game for it. I was, the game was the game was the game. Yes. and I was just uh, biting my nails figuratively, mostly uh, during during the game. So it was it was a yeah, it was a nail biter. And I'm glad the Chiefs came on top, and I'm glad that we ended up winning most of our our bets. And that was large, largely because the Chiefs won. Uh, had the Chiefs lost, uh, it would have been a little bit like our our bets in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, where where they crashed and burned uh, along with the Chiefs' chances. But uh, the Chiefs came out on top, and it seems like the betting public came out on top largely because so many of them bet on the Chiefs. Um, the uh, and, and Vegas was spared of their nightmare scenario of the futures betting bettors uh, went betting that who would bet heavily on San Francisco, I guess, winning by one point where the Chiefs would have covered the two point spread uh-huh. where they would have had to pay out on both ends of the uh... that blocked it. It was a blocked extra point. Maybe that that that, that helped uh, lead to that. Who knows? That's uh-huh. right. Yeah. So maybe that was ordered by Vegas. The uh, although the Chiefs wouldn't have picked a field goal at the end to lose by one point. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been a real fix, and then the people should, well, rightfully would have uh, complained. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Maybe before we jump into the betting, I might ask a couple of questions. A little bit of a diversion here. Okay. Uh, you know, since the game is such a spectacle uh what what did you enjoy most about the game the game itself the bevy of new advertisements that aired during the game uh or, or the halftime show what uh i maybe rank the three as to what i, I didn't you, even uh, were impressed most with i didn't really even catch the halftime show because i was going i was watching the first half with my daughter and she goes to bed at halftime because she's she's a little uh, so then I went from there during halftime to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, which is where, where I had a couple of friends watching the game uh, to meet them there for the second half. So I was driving most of the time during Usher's uh, halftime show. So I guess that would, by definition, be number three. Although I did hear, I believe, Ludacris... Uh, when I came in the Wild Wings, but I, I, I when I by the time I sat down, it was over. Was Ludacris at the end? It was the last song. Okay, I did. yeah, it was yeah. yeah. Um, with Luda yeah. and, and uh, was that yeah? What was the yeah? Yeah, yes. Yes, it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah and with uh, little john too so little john yeah yeah um but yeah so that was number three i guess two would have been the commercials i don't really care for the i don't i don't some of the commercials are kind of funny but like uh, it's it's mostly just random celebrities uh in them now and the commercials yeah. are always memorable i thought the Dunkin' donuts one was kind of funny with um because it, it brought back like the um uh goodwill hunting uh mm. Southie Boston uh, guys with with uh, Matt Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and then the random Tom Brady sighting. He was in some of the, he was in some of the commercials too. Um, but Bet MGM, I think, was one of the big ones with with, with celebrities, including Tom Brady. Yeah, I so I I didn't really even pay that much attention to the commercials because I was yeah. partly because it was in I was in the bar at the in the second half and then. Um, I was yeah I was hanging out with Marie the first half so I wow. sometimes I watch the commercial I wasn't really paying that much attention yeah it's not there's not usually a a problem um thinking prioritizing the game you know the Chiefs weren't in it it would be the game would be number one because I like football and I like to watch it and well and it was a tense game and it was you know it drew your attention in I think even to more the more casual fan probably more so than this game then in some Mm -hmm. you know other Super Bowls that weren't terribly exciting did I cut out there for a second you did a little bit yeah okay Uh, my my, it says my internet connection was unstable so Ah. I think I'm I think I'm back seems to be back in normal now though okay so anyway football number one commercials Usher, three. No. How about you? Would you rank them that in the same order, or would you? Put I, I'd flip the last. I the halftime show was pretty good. I I was entertained by it at least anyway. And then I don't care about the commercials really. I was like, I'm going to be seeing them now for the next yeah. year. I don't really. I don't care. I don't. I, I usually skip most of the advertising anyway. Uh, normally, I watch you know shows on uh, on the DVR where I can fast forward through commercials or skip them entirely. Yeah, for like kids nowadays. Like that's all the, the commercials are weird for them because they don't really see a lot of TV that has it. Yeah. And they kind of wonder what's going on. Um, yeah. And Marie is sometimes fascinated, is fascinated by commercials and like, what, what, you know, cause it's, you know, it's not, you know, at least most of the, you have them sometimes on some of the kids shows, but it's like usually, you know, this, you know some of the, like, you know, they were for, they were, but usually they're promoting other kids shows or something like that or, you know, or whatever, but right. It's related to the thing that they're watching in some some capacity. Even if it wasn't, um, you know, streaming, it would be like you know maybe like PBS or something, PBS Kids or something like that, and it might just have a PBS commercial or, you know, on the Disney Channel, they had Disney commercials usually or something like that. But it's wow. yeah, it's, this is it's a new world where there's little uh, advertising that we want, and we we get rid of it so easily. We but. It still is somehow very, very pervasive, and and they always know what's in our mind, and the, the, you know our phones are listening to us talk, and they, uh, you know, pick the ad, curate the ads uh, for us, as they say. For sure, yeah, especially online. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a or do you have like a cookie eliminator that that gets rid of everything? I have some pretty heavy ad blockers, but they don't stop everything. But uh, yeah. I actually have like multiple ad blockers running on my 
browsers at all times. I was thinking you might. It seems like something you do. Yeah. I I don't. I guess I get I get targeted very 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 much. But um, the super the super so the, my target. I I am the target audience for the football game itself. So yes, more than anything. Yeah. Agreed. That's I think I think that's mine also. But I do enjoy the halftime shows typically, but I do sometimes when I watch it. But I I I was I didn't think a lot of people really like the Rihanna uh, halftime show last year. Yeah. I didn't find it very interesting because Rihanna didn't do anything. It was like everybody did stuff around Rihanna. And yeah, okay. So what well, she, she was pregnant. Pregnant. I guess, so but like maybe you don't want to take unnecessary I, risk. Probably a good idea. I think it was a spectacle, but like I did, like people were praising Rihanna for it rather than just praising the spectacle itself, which was more like, okay, I could stand there and have people dance around me and 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 yeah, lip sync if I had you know written old songs, you know, which I think is probably what most of the singers do. At least much of it is at least it's at least uh, enhanced with some sort of backing track. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I don't know. Yeah. It was so I wasn't, but I think I think Usher had roller skates. I heard. Uh, yeah, and I didn't realize he's apparently a big roller skater. Apparently, some other people at at the uh, Super Bowl party that I was at uh, was aware of that and expected it actually. So was it Marina? Yes, <laughs> she's like he's a big roller skater. He's gonna come out on skates. Like, sure. I thought she was joking. Apparently, she was not. <laughs> That's like, uh, like the third uh, Austin Powers movie. Yeah, when you have to be impressed with the artists themselves having to put so much of their own dollars into the production because they apparently do not get paid much of anything for the performance itself, it's more about audience reach for them. But they only choose people that already have extensive catalogs, so it's not like they're reaching fans that have never had the opportunity to listen to their music for the last 30 years. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It. I don't. Yeah. I want any. I. You think uh, Taylor Swift's going to be the uh, Super Bowl halftime entertainment anytime soon? Apparently, she had been asked maybe more than once, and she had declined. But now, but now maybe it's a possibility. I think so. I mean, it's going to eventually happen. I think at some point. But, I would say she won't know, do it. She until... has some very elaborate tours planned, so I don't. Yeah. If she yeah. Has to, make sure that they're scheduled maybe multiple years ahead of time. So if she's going to do it, it's probably not going to be next year even. It may be three years from now or something like that, even yeah. if she agrees like today. I'd say she wouldn't do it until Kelsey, until Travis retires. Yeah. Because I'll, uh, if they're together, if, assuming they're together, because I don't think she wants to be there at the game. And then maybe as once, a fan and not as a performer. And then once, and then once Kelsey's done, he maybe because then that way they'd be able to like do kind of, participate more together maybe or something or she no. wouldn't have to like, be in the halftime show and not be able to see the game at all and yeah. Travis be missing the halftime show uh because he's in the game or something so just or could or possibly could be you can, they schedule well before the you know they know what teams are going to be in it but right uh, i would i have a feeling the next couple of years the chiefs are going to be in and around the super bowl for at least uh, you know, at least in the playoff picture, the next couple of years. Every time you have Mahomes, I think you're going to be close to it. I don't, I don't know if they'll make it next year or not, or the year after. But they're the early betting favorite uh, to be the AFC champ. The AFC yeah, champ. San Francisco is the favorite overall, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we can talk about that uh, 
next season on the Warning Trek Power Hour. Um, but uh, do you want to do? Do you want to move on to our own uh, experience watching the game in terms of the betting competition that we've had this year? Absolutely. Uh, the playoff betting has gone very well for us because uh, we are both winners uh, uh, overall. Uh, you are a slightly bigger winner, uh, but that was we'll we'll talk about why that was the case when we get to it. But um, one play, Made one play, yeah. um, or we there were a couple a couple places where we were slightly different. But actually, uh, it's one play in the time that it happened because the extra point is it kicked at the end of an overtime game. Yes, was had it been it may have. Flipped it would have changed the over under of the game. Yes, completed. So, it was a successful. Yeah. So we each bet on the spread. Chiefs plus two and a half. The Chiefs won outright by three. So we each won that one. Uh, we also put the Chiefs money line, and we won that one. So we almost we basically doubled our two hundred dollars on those two bets. Um, and then we had the over under, which we bet at forty seven and a half. I think in some places it ended at forty six and a half. So. Uh, but but it ended at 47. I bet the over, so I was slightly under 47 and a half. You bet the under, so you got it. Um by that half point in the in the uh yes, the unattempted final extra point. Unattempted final extra point. Yes. <laughs> it was close. But it, yes. Those Vegas, those boys in Vegas, they have the uh, uh they have it down. But I think the over betting, I think the public that was one of those things I think maybe that also saved um the the house in Vegas a little bit because the public was on well was was then hammering the over mm. uh, and I was on the over the chiefs over chiefs money line and um the chiefs ended up winning but not hitting the over okay do you want to talk about our uh, prop bets. Yep. Okay. And, and, and here, when we get into the over/unders for all the uh, individual player yardages, you know, overtime tends to be a nightmare scenario for under betters. Yes. Now there's an entire lot. extra period to accumulate stats that there should not have been, and it yeah, did have at least on one on one of the bets. Anyway. There were five quarters, and essentially, um, essentially five quarters were played, and so. Uh, that enabled uh, Brock Purdy to pass for 255 yards uh, total. He had a lot of passing yards in overtime, uh, which put him over his 246 and a half. Uh, Mahomes was comfortably over his uh, 262 and a half as well. He he was already over that before overtime, but he went farther over that. So both of the quarterbacks went over. I had both of those. You did not have both of those. This is this was the this was the, these were the bets that I ended up uh, getting most of. I ended up doing really well on the props, uh, the over under props um, for the Super Bowl. This is what put me over the top, really, for the rest of the um, uh, for the, for the entire evening. Um, yeah, I was I was expecting a lower score, which it was a lower than the line was, but I didn't expect there to be that many yards accumulated over the course of the game yeah it was it was a defensive struggle but there were quite a few yards by, by the end uh that both uh both teams had um 
uh, rushing yards, though, uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, was 89 and a half. Uh, he ended up with 80 rushing yards. I think he ended up also with 80 receiving yards as well. Uh, that's right. So, but he was a little bit under uh, 89 and a half. So he went under. I got that one. I picked him under. I also picked Brock Purdy to be under in his rushing yards, 12 and a half. And he ended up with 12 on the button. And that was because of his one kneel down with three seconds left in the fourth quarter. So this is good that the Chiefs didn't kick the field goal as time expired. They kicked it with three seconds left so that so Purdy could kneel down, headed to overtime. And that's uh, something that sticks in your craw, uh, Dr. Scap, because uh, Purdy, when he kneeled the ball down, he lost one yard. He had 13 yards rushing going in. Yeah, I was thinking he was going to be over because he had like a nine-yard rush uh, pretty early on in the game. Uh, he yeah. had yards and he went down to 12. So he was under 12 and a half. Yeah, that's that's very annoying, and especially because I mostly picked that one because you took the under. I took the. <laughs> I think I, I, if we had if it was if I was the first choice, I might have just taken the under. I don't know. Maybe I would have. But uh, that was when we picked live on the air. And I think I I just mostly chose it just to be opposite of you because mm -hmm. those are mostly coin flips, I think, uh, for like QB rushing errands. But did not work in my favor on that one. No. No. But what did uh, work in your favor was that we each had uh, Mahomes going over 26 and a half rushing yards. He was comfortably over 20. He had uh, he went over just in the overtime. Uh, he had 27 yards in the overtime. So uh, if we had just done over, overtime, he would have been fine. He had 66 rushing yards. Uh, so 399 total yards of offense from Mahomes. No uh, no rushing touchdown, which which I had bet on. Unfortunately, he did not get that for me. Uh, but he had two passing touchdowns. Um, Pacheco, however, could not get his over. He was under. Uh, he was 59 yards. He needed 67 and a half yards. Uh uh, his over under 67 and a half. He needs to get the 68. So he was nine yards shy um, of his rushing total. Uh, he had six yards in the overtime, but he needed another nine. Yeah. Yeah. So still got closer, but didn't quite make it. He yeah. had a couple of receptions in the overtime. Yes. He had a lot of carries, but he wasn't. Uh, Pacheco never really found his, his groove. He had the fumble and. But the 49ers rush defense, which was thought to be their weak weak link, uh, played pretty strongly, just as the Chiefs rushing defense played pretty strongly as the game went on, too. Um, the 49ers receivers were all well under their um, the wide receivers and the tight end. Sam, uh, Debo Samuel only had 33 yards receiving. Brandon Ayuk only had 49. George Kittle had a measly four yards receiving the whole game. Uh, all three of them were comfortably under what their over-under totals were predicted. Um, we each got one of those. Uh, I think uh, yeah. you got Debo Samuel being under. I got Brandon Ayuk being under. He was actually the closest maybe to reaching his total. He had 49. He needed 62 and a half uh, mm -hmm. over-under. Uh, but I was, were you uh, were you surprised uh, about by the 49ers receivers that the Chiefs could lock down on them so much? Or were you more, were you more surprised about the Kittle uh, vanishing? Yeah, so yeah, so McCaffrey had quite a few receiving yards and and uh, well, Jennings, I think, had the touchdown catch. Yeah. It and was... had been gone to a couple of times 
in kind of important situations. And the but cloud yeah. had a big catch. Like it was, it was the, it was the their fourth receiver. and fifth options that were getting getting the actual like connections with Purdy at least anyway for the most part. So it means that Snead and um, McDuffie, McDuffie were really big. McDuffie had a really good game, except that one holding call that went against him, which was, I thought, a little bit iffy. But that was basically what saved the 49ers in overtime. It would have been just the 49ers were going to kick the ball back because right. they, they they would have been fourth down. And that, that, that stalled the third down. Uh, well, McDuffie did knock a touchdown catch away from, from a receiver in the first half. I think that was Debo or... Was I? I can't remember which one it was. And Andy, Andy, like had uh, come on a blitz and and disrupted a passing attempt by Purdy in the fourth quarter. That was a, yes. like towards the end of the fourth quarter that saved the, you know, a possible touchdown. Uh, earlier, you know, earlier in the in the fourth, I think anyway. And then yeah, Chris Jones had another big. Yeah, and that know, was really big because the like Chris Jones one was really big because it's I think, uh, Snead fell down and Ayuk was wide open in the end zone. On that last uh, fourth down, uh, in the overtime period, wasn't the overtime? Yeah, yeah, I think it was the overtime Maybe. period. Yeah, one of the times on a third down attempt, I think, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. third down, yeah. Um, yeah. For the Chief secondary, fantastic performance, though. Yes, yeah, it was really good. Um, I they they dropped an interception or two that they could have gotten maybe, but. They didn't really get any sacks on, on Purdy, but they've harassed him yeah, a just, lot. Just one in the game. That was one of my bets that I failed on in the uh, our longer shot odds. That we'll talk about here in just a minute on sacks. Yeah, yeah, I was a little surprised that the Chiefs couldn't couldn't. Uh, yeah, Mahomes was sacked more than Purdy was uh, three times. Uh, yeah, three times. Uh, but for the Chiefs, the receiving yard totals, Kelsey, he only had one yard in the first half. He was a little like Kittle in the first half, uh, but then he exploded for 92 yards in the second half. So he was at 93, which was over his 72 and a half over under. We both, or I, I had him over. I believe you had him under. Um, I had I the think- under with the uh, statement I think they made on the show last week was that if he goes over, I will be more than happy. To yes. That one. <laughs> And we each had Pacheco going over. He had 33 yards receiving, so he had a few catches. Um, yeah, Mahomes targeted him out of the backfield quite a bit. Uh, partly also that was because um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was basically nowhere to be seen. Mm. I think he only had one touch that I remember. Um, yeah, McKinnon had a couple of looks, and that may have been a little bit of a surprise that he made made it back. Yes. Play in the Super Bowl. He had a big third down conversion, McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe fourth down conversion even I can't remember what it was one of the second half drives that was really big um, it must have been a third down play because it was they only had one fourth down conversion I think okay, that was that was in overtime yes it was a third third down yeah conversion. yeah in the in the fourth down conversion was a Mahomes rush I think yes yes well those are yeah so McKinnon I mean so Kelsey was over Pacheco was over I got those so I ended up Doing really well. I I, I was uh, eight of twelve on those. Eight games. of twelve on those over unders. Um, so pretty sitting pretty on 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 those. And uh, that was really where yeah you uh, you know to use a very old phrase buttered buttered your bread, Mike. That was yeah. Really- that was that was my bread and butter. That was uh, and um, 
that was exactly uh, where I made my money, and I ended up staying over uh, because of it. I made I made money because of it. I kind of almost broke even on the back end, uh, but they're really close to even. Yeah, I didn't. I was thinking. Runs, yeah. I was thinking I was probably going to lose a lot of money on the on the back end bets because those were maybe not good odds in a lot of cases. Uh, that's where you actually ended up making a lot of your money. We won't maybe we won't talk about too much of our our misses, uh, but um, our our mid range bets are kind of fifty fifty ish uh, bets. Um, I was correct that the first field goal was going to be a long one over thirty eight and a half yards. It was fifty five yards there for about fifteen minutes. It was the longest field goal in Super Bowl history until some Bucker uh, uh, beat it. Um, and also, I had the total yards of all touchdowns is going to be under 73 and a half. I think it would end up being 50 yards total. So it was well under. Even a couple more touchdowns would, would have uh, probably, I would have been okay on that one, unless there were long touchdowns. Um, yeah, because the Hardman touchdown at the end was only about four or five yards. Uh, the Hardman did have a long catch yes. early in the game, but it wasn't uh, terribly close to a, to the end zone anyway. It wasn't no. a chance for him to no. make a scramble to the end zone. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I missed out on my anytime Chiefs touchdown. Um, you missed, healthy, yeah. yeah, you missed on your over two and a half sacks. Chiefs, they were under. You also missed, there were no punts that resulted in touchbacks. Yeah, I'm still shocked by that. Yeah, there were a lot of fair yeah. catches. Um, and a missed fair catch, missed, uh, and a muff. Yeah, muff. it wasn't really a muff, I guess. I don't, I mean, uh, I don't know what they call it. Yeah, a, a bungled punt, maybe. I bungled, don't know. Yeah, something to that effect. But you did correctly predict, and this is where you got a lot of money. Uh, uh, you won $148 on saying there would be a fumble lost in the first half. And there were not one, but two fumbles lost in the first half. One by McCaffrey, one by Rasheed Rice. So uh, I tip my cap to you, Dr. Scaff, on that one. Um, of the, But it was really the long shot bets where you, uh, you, you really uh, shined. Um, I, got, I got one of my long shots, and that was the Chiefs. That was the result of the first punt was going to be a fair catch, and it was. So I got that one. Uh, I made $162.50 on a $50 bet. But you made more on your uh, long shot bets. Um, it was great to get one of them out of the way, like right off the bat. First quarter was scoreless, and I had a any scoreless quarter as a bet. Uh, and that one paid out, yeah, 230 bucks on the $50 bet. But it's nice to get those like under the belt immediately and, and yes. the fumble actually was early too in the first half the fumble the and the fair catch was early the field yeah. goal was early so we had we had some good uh early ones um and that and that, and that kind of yeah kept us in it and then we weren't going to lose a, a ton of money probably because of that um you ended up just in the overtime getting one though that uh your your last two was the overtime that saved you uh that was uh both teams were successful on their fourth down conversions but the big, big, big one for you was that there would be any time touchdown scored by Nicole Hardman, who, of course, caught the final touchdown pass to win the game from Patrick Mahomes. You won $800 on that bet, on a $50 bet. Um, how do you feel, Dr. Scaff? That, that's what put you over the top in, in our competition as well. The last uh, second victory, yes. Pulling pulling the victory, yes, out of the jaws of defeat, I believe is what that would be. Yeah, you were you were down on going in. I was up. <laughs> <laughs> you were you, you were down, but then you that eight hundred dollar win in the last second uh, put you up. When uh, the, the Chiefs fourth uh, fourth down conversion came 
uh, on that last drive in the overtime too. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have won that bet either. So I really made basically my, my whole postseason was, was won on that, on that overtime. Overtime drive, Patrick Mahomes, you owe, you owe him some money. Yeah. I didn't, my, I picked several anytime touchdowns, but none of mine came through. Uh, the defense, Mahomes, Watson, Kelsey, mm-hmm. none of them ended up scoring. It was MVS and Hardman who were the two touchdown scorers. So um, congratulations, Dr. Scaff. You ended up winning on this tonight's, uh, on on Sunday's game, the Super Bowl, $633.59. I won 489 64 So we were both up comfortably. Maybe that means we should become professional gamblers. At least when it comes to the Super Bowl, uh, we are are winning money um yeah i think that's what that means yeah you were 25 percent return on your on your investments that was about 32 percent fine only 27 cents separated us going into this game though in the postseason 27 cents 27 cents yeah, so, so we did we, we did finish up about 630 dollars which is like 31 percent return on your playoff money that was up 774 which is 39 percent return my my postseason it so you're saying we'd be idiots if we didn't uh become professional gamblers i mean you're not going to get a 30 plus percent return on on an investment on the stock market unless you know you get really lucky something that yeah so so well known and then becomes like acquired by somebody else pretty much at least for the playoffs we should we should be betting heavily uh at least uh we we should head to vegas or reno or just, just, just our, 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 our phones. I guess we can, we can, we can make a lot of these bets on. Yeah. Fan I did. I did make my first, um, actual bets in the real world on this game, and I, I did win two of them. So, nice. Uh, yeah, I put ten dollars in the account, and I ended up with about seventy bucks afterwards. So, well was... done. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna take it out? Or are you gonna keep uh, betting it? I think I'll, I think I'll use that as my. Yeah, seed to just mess around with now, make small bets and just see how things go. Yeah. Your starter as a, a yeah. your San Francisco San Francisco sourdough. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We'll see if I can turn this into yeah, some fantastic recipe over the years now. Retirement savings, basically. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Well, um speaking of retirement, should we uh retire from uh this season of the one track power i think i think it's time but we should also preview our next season so we're not we're not going away for long or for forever uh we we are going to talk uh in next season the our first episode of next season which will start the next week or two probably uh uh, we will uh, preview the nfl off season we'll also talk about the coaching carousel that we haven't really talked about yet uh, we'll talk about the NFL awards and honors that they gave out uh, right before the Super Bowl. We'll talk also about the NFL Hall of Fame class, which we might have uh, something to say about. And we'll also begin to get ready for uh, baseball, especially. Uh, there's a lot of uh, baseball news uh, trickling out there. Uh, especially the Dodgers report, I think, tomorrow for uh, yeah. when this is being recorded. So, Yeah, so by the time this airs, yeah, we will already have uh, spring training beginning the royals it seems like are settling on a new stadium site and it's not gonna be the nkc pro bowl though unfortunately but we'll talk about that um and we'll talk about yeah more about 
the Royals and the offseason in some ways. And then we'll also probably get into more wacky tangents, which we usually get into uh, when it when it's the offseason, when we don't have NFL so many NFL scores to go on. We have we have time for more wacky tangents, historical oddities, uh, and uh, abstract ideas. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, last week we talked a lot about the Beekeeper movie. We aren't, we, I don't have a movie to talk about this week. Uh, so um, maybe they'll have to be part of the rotation. We'll have to have a weekly movie review. Weekly movie review. Yeah. yeah. I think it needs to be a dumb movie too that we, we need to uh, uh, see, like The Beekeeper. Not, it was a fabulous dumb movie. If you, you haven't seen it yet, have you? I have not. Okay. Well, you should, you should you, you, I think I you'd to, like. I need to send you the Rick and Morty clip about Beekeeper. So about being beekeeping age. <laughs> but i know you like jason i i, I, I associate you with liking jason statham for some reason is that correct? Uh, the transporter movies were always fun and yeah yeah but that's that's like my era of jason statham was was back back then anyway so that's i have not watched many of jason statham movies of, of more i never really watched any of the fast was he in fast and furious movies he was in those right or... so i so... saw i've seen two of them is all I haven't seen any. Maybe of them. that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have to independently watch the Fast and Furious series. I haven't seen any of those movies. Yeah. I haven't. I've I've actually seen none of these like pop culture touchstones. I I haven't seen any of the Avengers movies. I haven't seen. Unfortunately, I haven't seen any of the Avatar movies either. I've not I've, seen them, and I refuse to watch the Avatar. So if you want to review the Avatar <laughs> movies, I'm not doing it. I'm out. It took me a long time even to see Titanic. James Cameron. I just don't. I think. I, I think his movies are I think he's like for dumb people his movies compared to even like Spielberg who's mainstream and things like that but like but James I don't know James Cameron's dumb I think his, his movies I, yeah, I yeah, we get a good alien movie but even Terminator like, like, or like Terminator 2 it's like dumb like like there's there's parts of it that are just like wow that's dumb yeah and, like you know and that's not really a spielberg thing uh but it is a james cameron thing i think so yeah. and so that, yeah i decided uh, i was done with james cameron after Titanic. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not watching any more of his movies i don't care <laughs> and i haven't i still have not seen any more of them so i saw was sphere was that james Cameron? no the abyss was james cameron who did sphere well, the adaptation I don't know. I saw that. I wasn't very good. The Abyss was before Titanic, though. Yeah. I watched that in high school biology class, in Mr. Munger's class. Yeah. 1988 was Sphere. Levinson. Barry Levinson. Barry Levinson. From the year 2000-ish? Okay. That was, the book was good. The yeah. Movie, the movie book. was not so good. I remember reading the book and liking it. I don't remember much about the book. I read a lot of Michael Crichton back then. Congo, the book was supposed to be, was pretty good too. Yeah, um, those are I, ones that I remember. I remember because um, I, re- I read most of the books, and then I, uh, you know, watched the movies and and was always disappointed with the movies, only to find out that um, Michael Crichton had written the the screenplays himself, though. So he ruined his own books. It wasn't. <laughs> the, there wasn't really anybody. You can't blame the screenwriter for saying like, "Well, they messed it up," and it's like, "Well, he did it to himself, I guess." So did you see the? Great. Did you ever read or see the Great Train Robbery? Uh, no, I don't think maybe. that was one of his. That was one of his it earlier 70s, books. Maybe or... I mean, it was seventies. It was. It's a great movie. You ever get a chance to see it? It's got yeah. uh, Sean Connery, uh, Donald Sutherland, 
I don't know that I, I don't know that I've seen that one. Yeah. Victorian England. It's it's really good. The Great Train Robber. If you're, that's, that's, I like that's, the, the the Andromeda Strain movie they did like in the early seventies was pretty good. But it was like it, it was like just like they transcribed the book directly into the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Like it was like no, they didn't really make changes from it. The it, Westworld it, movie was pretty interesting too. Yeah. It's also interesting to think that Jurassic Park is just Westworld, but with dinosaurs instead of. Uh, Android human-esque form. Yeah. 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 He he, he ripped himself off to write Jurassic Park, which I think is really interesting. And that was one that the book, the book was still much better than the movie was. I like the movie. I think the other movies really hurt it rather than having it stand on its own. But um, I guess the book. Did you read that? Did you read that book though? Or was it just see the Jurassic Park? I read Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Did he, did he? Was there a Lost World book too, or is that there? Well, I mean, he was that based on the movie. It wasn't. Uh, there, he ended up writing the book, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was planned. I think because Jurassic Park sort of ended seemingly without intent for sequel, but the movie seemed like they had to make it into a sequelable, yeah, uh, you know, uh, franchise rather than a standalone film. So I think he ended up writing more books than after that some of the movies I think were later based on that too. So yeah. so we did end up with a tangent uh today talking about on movies. Movies and Michael Crichton. Yeah. And yeah, I, I would recommend The Great Train Robbery if you can if you can find yeah. it. Um, maybe we'll have to go through like the films of Nicolas Cage or <laughs> uh to be a future movie review subsection subsection yeah, on our show. Yeah that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We have all sorts of ideas for season four of the Warren Trick Power Hour, uh, so stay tuned for those, and we'll we'll be back at a on a uh, platform near you uh, in the not too distant future, whether it's YouTube or one of the podcast uh, delivery uh, providers. Um, so, uh, as always, I am Dr. Michael Lerman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warren Trick Power Hour. Please like and or subscribe to our YouTube channel or our uh, podcast, wherever you might listen to podcasts. And we appreciate your patronage. We appreciate you sticking with us, sticking through, uh, sticking with us all the way through this season. Or if you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll uh, see you around the bench shortly. And uh, until then, we'll wish you a good day. 51 weeks, Mike. Can you believe that we had content in 51 of the 51 51 weeks last year? (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Not too bad. It has to be one of the more densely populated Kansas City-based sports podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably some weird rambler that has like an hour or two every day that he just But even like the sports radio shows don't go... You know, every week maybe, or maybe they do. I don't. I don't. They have, guest, they have guest hosts, I guess, probably. Yeah, yeah. We could bring a guest host. <laughs> we could. We've talked about having guests before. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't done that before. Not that. So we like, like our second or third episode, we had guests on, but we had Marina on, right? Yeah, yeah. we haven't had anything. That was it. We haven't had anybody since then. I don't think. Yeah. I got an email like from you know, some random like podcast helper sort of source that uh, said that they can help you like book guests. Stuff like oh, really? That. 
yeah you just like kind of put out like what kind of guests you're looking for and they can help find people like us so oh wow we could do that sometime if we wanted to i don't know maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get a, do though maybe we'll get a real play a good chiefs player yeah oh we didn't even mention uh did you see that nick allegretti he tore his ucl during the game and he no i didn't know that did he miss game time no, he played every snap with a torn. He played through it through UCL. Probably gonna need Tommy John surgery or something. Is that's crazy? When did that happen? Was second it quarter, in the second quarter? They oh said. man! So he played like so he ended up playing like three and a half quarters of a yeah with a with a Tommy John injury essentially. Yeah. Damn. Damn, that's nuts. And he was the backup. Yeah, he was yeah Tooney's uh, backup. So. Was there another guy that could have come in, or was he like, I got this? Or I don't know. I guess it would have been just one of the other random backup linemen that would have come in, but yeah, or maybe, maybe one of them would have moved, maybe one of the starters would, would have moved like the tackles it over or something, and, yeah, and, and then like, uh, um, that's crazy. Oh. Uh, would you say Pinnell had a great game though too? Did you, like he was involved in a lot of like big, yeah. big tackles at the line. Yeah, where he like just kind of like overpowered people too. So like I mean, some of the like, the guys that didn't have like a ton of playing time during the year, like they really stepped up in the mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. It was a hell of a time to step up because that's, yeah. a, that's yeah. a big deal. Like they, I mean, that could that could net them a big you know contract. Oh yeah, like make them a full time advancement and, and just yeah. like you know showing up in the right game at the right time. Yeah, because they they may see him as like, well, maybe he can fill in for, you know, Chris Jones if they can't afford him. Well, Naughty's probably or Naughty might be gone, so yeah. he Pinnell and yeah, run stuff, run stuffer. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty. I mean, that was a you know, yeah, excellent work from from him to like really fill in. 